Hello, everybody, and welcome to 32, a podcast created by the team that brings you the digital magazine 28. I'm your co-host, Eric, and our other co-host, Alex, is here. How are you doing, Alex? Hi, Eric. I'm doing well, thank you. As I mentioned, I'm a bit hangover, so this episode <laughs> might might end up being a bit silly. But on the other hand, we're, we're silly people, so... Yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Um, but yeah, well, it's good. It's good to be back. I feel I haven't been here in the last two episodes, which you had some really nice interviews with a few people talking about um, full car and forbidden psalm in the last two episodes. That was that yeah, was exactly. Great yeah, uh, it was really nice having like some uh, outside voices here on this on the show as well, and talking with you know Steve and Kevin, both great guys. It was kind of. Nice to mix up the formula, but it's really good to have you back here now so that we can yeah. talk about like games we we both like as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah, so with that in mind, yeah, today we're going to kind of go back to our first uh, episode per se and actually review or talk about the game. In this case, one uh, Gaslands Refueled. But uh, before we get deep into that, want to start like have you been working on anything alex like model wise or anything of that nature i have actually uh i've been doing a bit about old school uh 80s lord of the rings project and uh, recently i was approached by i think his name is colin sorry colin if you're listening and i misremember your name uh, (laughs) on instagram about doing a tale of four gamers like for Warhammer Fantasy uh, 6th edition. So I've been doing digging out my old Empire army and uh, slowly adding stuff to it to get to get it up to like a, a proper, I don't know, 1,000 points perhaps. Yeah, well, that's, that's fun. I feel the Tale of Four Gamers is always an exciting sort of format for playing games. I feel the initial White Dwarf magazine issues pertaining to it i kind of grew up reading those and always really liked them so it's cool to hear you're gonna try to give it a go particularly with like kind of classic warhammer which is what i feel it's maybe best suited for (laughs) yeah i I agree on that i also remember those articles that was kind of like uh, a high point for me in the old white dwarfs i remember because they were also kind of like comical and yeah and also the sense that they were very affordable in a way. I think they had like 50 pounds to spend per month. Yeah, it seemed, on... yeah. I think it seems, particularly back then I was pretty young and such, it seemed so much more obtainable than like, oh, make sure you add another 1,500 points because you need to be ultra competitive or something. It was more just... A few friends having a good time, adding stuff that they think look cool. Exactly. And also having, how do you say it, uh, non-professional army painters do it. So that the standard, I mean, it was good, but it wasn't unobtainable. It was very much like, hey, I can, okay, well, I couldn't do it then, but I can do that now. Mm -hmm. So that it wasn't like, oh my God, look at that stuff. I'm never going to be that good. It was more like, okay, this can be done and... uh, it had like, I don't know, a very fun approach. I remember one of the pro tips they gave out, or like one of the persons wrote was that 
If you spray paint a cornflakes package yellow and put it on the top of your car, on a distance, you look like a taxi. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why it was there, but it was just very much this like 90s white dwarf where they just had random shit in it at times. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's fun. So yeah, you don't really see that (laughs) these days. Mm-hmm. No. How how to fake being a cab? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's a bit different now. Well, that that's cool. That's exciting. Yeah. So I've been painting Empire troops a lot, which is always nice and mm-hmm. stuff like that. What have you been up to lately? Um, have you had time to paint or build or a little just complain? Bit. <laughs> always room for complaining about Games Workshop, but. No, I actually um, been pulled out my Undead Warband from Mordheim 2019 that I created for your event, and mm. I've been trying to add a few models to it because in November I'm going to be playing in a little narrative Mordheim event in Texas. Bill Ford is hosting it, so another kind of Mordheim okay. invitational thing, and I thought it was... A fun opportunity to get that warband out, shake the dust off of it, and think about it again and play some games. So I'm I'm excited about that. To go back into the city of the damned a little bit later after COVID has ravaged the uh the <laughs> globe. <laughs> yeah, I mean that sounds like a really nice little event and uh hopefully we'll send some pictures. Yeah. So we can see what's happening there. Are you going with your brothers yep, or is yeah. it you? They're going to be going along as well. So it's a good opportunity to play a bunch of Mordheim. And the Three Stooges, right? Yeah, again. That's right. So, yeah, so Excellent. that's what I've been up to. And that, that's that's been fun. That's been fun. Okay. That's really nice. Is, it, is the event like uh, sort of similar or is it more how do you say, like, focused than Mordheim uh, 19 was? It seems relatively similar. There's a little... It it seems as though there is a somewhat of a narrative uh, scope to it as people are playing games trying to find clues and evidence to the whereabouts of some particular count or whatnot that I think may have been mentioned in some of the lore stuff you wrote for your events, so... Um, oh, okay. It, so it seems relatively similar to to your your event, like a pretty big focus on narrative, but still playing a bunch of games. But since it's over the course of three days, I think more mm. ultimate games will be played. But you know, we'll see. But there's still it's much more of a focus on narrative as opposed to like list building and um your characters like advancing and that sort of stuff Mm. exactly i'm excited about that yeah definitely sounds like a lot of fun and i mean it's always nice to you know be able to actually play a game now and then no it's it's true it can be difficult these days but always always fun Mm, absolutely um i guess are there any updates we'd like to give the listeners about 28 or any of our projects uh the thing that stands out to me is maybe our sort of side project skulls is kind of progressing along nicely yeah uh skulls is doing actually quite well at the moment uh just emailed all the contributors for the first issue like getting just you know 
pictures of them and uh, short bios, stuff like that. To a little bit shake up the formula from like what we do with 28, it's going to be a little bit different in skulls and have a more, how do you say, like do-it-yourself 80s mm. kind of look to it, hopefully. Yeah, it's, that's exciting. And I think you said it was going to be maybe the, the first issue is going to be around 40 pages. So that also makes it a little bit, uh, hopefully, easier to put out more regularly, whereas... Uh, 28 itself is somewhat of a mammoth beast at times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right on the money there. Like, uh, I kind of want Skulls to be a digital version of those, you know, comics that you could buy every week mm. when you were a kid. Or, like, uh, you know, fan scenes you could buy at different gigs, stuff like that. Yeah. So that it's very, like, focused and nice. And you, do, you can read it in, like, one sitting, whereas... As you said, yeah, 28 kind of keeps coming so that there's so much <laughs> material to read that you take a week or a month to actually read everything in uh-huh. it. So yeah, yeah. in that sense, yeah, it's going to be much shorter and uh, hopefully like we can put them out semi-regularly and like have a few issues every year out. Depending, of course, you know, if people love it. I mean, sure. If people hate it and we still get material, we can still keep putting it out since it's just yeah. for ourselves, basically. But uh-huh. um, from what I've seen of the submitted material thus far, I think people will be pretty into it. Yeah, I think so as well. We had some really like weird and fun stories sent to us, and it's it's been funny seeing all the people now doing like comics and just pushing themselves to do really odd stuff in a like a very positive way so yeah i'm definitely like very happy to see the reception and how how much people seems to be into these kind of weird things we like yeah well that that's good and yeah i guess yeah so all your listeners i guess you can look forward to that somewhat soon hopefully in november but you know fingers crossed as always yeah (laughs) well i guess with that maybe we can move on to the uh, main topic of this episode, and that is a post-apocalyptic game of vehicular mayhem, or they say, with Gaslands Reloaded, or Refueled, sorry. Gaslands refueled, refueled, yeah. But this is a game that was created by uh, Mike Hutchinson and published by Osprey Games. It was... I think initially published in one of Osprey Games, like little paperback blue books in 2017 but has since been uh republished still by osprey games in a larger hardcovered book that contains all the original rules but also some maybe campaign stuff additional scenarios and um other things of that nature in 2019 and that's what um we're going to be talking about it looking at today and um I guess I just thought about this game because it's one that I've been sort of very off and on playing for a long time. Somehow, my brother Greg, he learned about the game maybe back in 2016 when it was still in kind of alpha beta form. And he and I, uh, on some of their like forums and stuff, we did some play testing and suggestions about language clarifying rules and stuff like that so played it a long while back yeah before that blue Mm. book thing but um 
it was always something that I kind of liked and wanted to, yeah, just look at it with sort of new eyes and see your thoughts on it, Alex, so many years in the future and how things have changed. But Mm -hmm. I guess maybe getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. But yeah, this particular game is one that's sort of like a Mad Max theme in which people will drive like essentially cars around and ram into one another and try to shoot one another. Um, And the sort of design is to use like matchbox and hot wheels cars so like the cheap which is really nice because it's so like small and as you said cheap you could potentially use other scales and stuff but it was very much made with the idea of using just little toy cars that maybe your kids have or you have from when you you were a kid (laughs) or if not that just go to like a grocery store or something and buy a couple of them for just relatively no money and then play a fun miniature game with them yeah i think like basically the most expensive part of the game is the rules Mm -hmm. like everything else you can get relatively like cheap i think those cars goes for you know three four euros here something like that Mm -hmm. well even the rule book like it's the base cost is only like 30 US dollars for a pretty sizable, well-printed hardcover book. And I mean, I think I mm. just ordered it off Amazon and it was like $15. <laughs> so Yeah, I got mine in Stockholm and they have like a loony currency. So it's like 249 Swedish crones. But yeah, I mean, that turns out to be like, you know, 25, 30 dollars something like that yeah so it's not quite like gw prices but oh no 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 yeah (laughs) i mean it's still very and it was more like a joke that it's the most expensive because everything is very cheap and it also the book comes with a bunch of like templates or that you could potentially cut out but their website which i believe is just gaslands.com has a bunch of downloads to download templates and like quick reference sheets and things of that nature which maybe to speak a bit of what the game is like it you you drive cars around and it is almost it's somewhat reminiscent of the miniature games uh wings of glory or the fantasy flights x-wing miniatures game Mm -hmm. both of them are kind of are very similar games in which there are various templates discrete templates that have like you might have a cardboard token of these templates that you essentially select what movement you want to do for the turn and take that template put it in front of the vehicle and then move it along that to the other end um yeah i really like that i mean i wasn't familiar with that kind of uh, gaming concept as I hadn't played those games you mentioned. But uh, yeah, I really liked it because it makes it so, how do you say, like obvious how to do things, especially if you're like playing with uh, younger kids. It's really easy to just be like, hey, pick up whichever one you think looks about right. Yeah. <laughs> ra- rather than having this, you know, measure tapes and, and stuff that is sort of abstract for young kids. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, yeah, I want to drive straight ahead and I'll take the long straight one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's no real measuring per se. I mean, there's if you have like guns, you kind of measure, but 
even that you just use a combination of the different straight templates but so yeah Mm -hmm. as alex said essentially in a turn you kind of have like alternating activations per se you select one of your cars select a movement template and then kind of move them along that there's some particulars with this however and i guess the main one is that to represent like the speed of a vehicle you have to like change gears with the vehicle so Mm -hmm. you start at gear one and then you can in each activation potentially shift up and every time you shift up to a higher gear you can essentially activate an additional time in the like quote-unquote turn so every single turn you essentially go stepwise up through the gears from one up to six so Mm. in the first gear phase you select a car activate it that was in first gear then you just go clockwise the next player selects a car in the same gear and you just keep doing that until everyone's activated cars in gear one and then you shift up to the second gear and any cars that are in that gear can activate again So maybe if you have a car that's, let's say, in third gear, you'll be able to essentially activate three times once in in the first phase, the second, and the third phase. And what's fun about it is if you're activating in your third phase, you can try to shift up to a fourth gear then to activate an additional time. But every time you, depending on the difficulty of maneuvers or when shifting up there's a chance that you pick up these hazard tokens and if ever you get too many of those you will like wipe out and have a chance to flip or spin around and ultimately get reset back to the first gear again so yeah i thought it was kind of like an interesting way of balance uh risks versus reward that you can stay in like the low low gears but then you might easily miss out on a lot of action mm-hmm. and yeah it's a fun way like if you're going faster like you're just doing more things but as you keep doing that it gets more and more treacherous and mm-hmm. um in the same sense like you can ram into people and take damage and cause additional of these hazard tokens that make it more and more likely that you could flip over or get wrecked and like so (laughs) it is a really simple system that initially it sounds a little complex but after like a round or two it's very straightforward i guess perhaps an important thing to mention here in addition to just choosing your templates um each of those templates they're like straight turn swerve hairpin turn a bunch of different things And some of them can only be done at particular gears. So like a a short forward straight template, you can only do it like maybe the first three gears, but um, the longest straight template, you might have to be in gears like four or five. So some Mm. things will get, will open up or close out as you change gears and such. So you have more or less options depending on how fast you're going. And in addition, when you're choosing, when you're selecting a car to activate, you can't like pick up 
the templates to like pre-measure things you just sort of have to eyeball it and like the moment you touch a template you have to use it and kind of the thought there is they don't want you to spend too much time thinking about stuff and just try to get some intuition because like it's part of the fun is you're like yeah i need to make this turn like do i do the hard turn or a gentle turn and like you try to make a guess and then invariably you pick something that like you just don't quite do it and instead of making the more gentle turn you needed you like just turn directly into like an a, a barricade or something which is kind of hilarious yeah i think that's kind of like uh, a fun part of it that even if you can like see easily that you know gear is basically the sweet spot to be in if you want to maneuver because then you have the most uh, choices you are going to get like caught up in the action and be like, no, I need more, more speed. Uh-huh. And you are going to like switch gears up and down. Uh, one thing also to mention about the templates is that, you know, you can slide if you want to or end up doing it like uh, involuntarily. And the gears kind of have this nice uh, way of like a puzzle piece to put together so you know where the slide yeah. is going to start. Yeah. Which I thought was quite a nice thing to have. And yeah, I guess that maybe brings us to the... There are these... Uh, what are they called? Skid dice, I think. That mm. every time you activate a car, you select the template you want, put it in front of the car, but before you move it, you have the opportunity to roll these six-sided skid dice. And the amount you roll kind of depends on how like sort of maneuverable the vehicle is. Like if it's like a sports car or something, you can roll four of these dice or it's like a truck maybe only rolls two, I think. But mm. these, these dice, when you roll them, they're a bunch of different symbols. Some of which like the best result is a result called shift. And this allows you to, you can spend one of those shift results to shift up or down a gear so that's how you mm. change gears to go faster yeah i think that was also good like you can't uh always count on being able to do yeah. it yeah but and once you do that anytime you shift up or down you get a hazard token mm. and once <laughs> as i think i mentioned earlier if you ever get six you like wipe out and are back to gear one but in addition to using the the skid result to shift up you can also use them to just discard any hazard tokens you have so there's this kind of nice uh reward system that you can try to roll a bunch of these dice in the hopes of getting a bunch of shift results to remove hazard tokens so you're like safer to do more aggressive maneuvers with Mm -hmm. that said one of the die results is actually just to gain a hazard token which obviously isn't good but then the last two results are a slide result and a spin result. And those are initially they sound kind of bad because they... But they can be good, yeah. like depending on how you use them. So yeah, because they always give you an additional hazard token, which is bad. But the slide, essentially, as Alex, you mentioned, you kind of each of the movement templates have a little cutout that you slot in this slide template into it. And it's something that instead of doing a turn, maybe you kind of slide and skid off. And 
what's neat about that is if like you realize like, oh, I just selected a turn and it was too harsh a turn that now you're mm. running into a barricade or something, you can try to roll a bunch of these skid dice. And if you get a slide, even though it gives you a hazard token, you might be able to use it to like skid and slide out of the way such that you don't actually hit the obstacle or another car. And yeah, that's that's never worked for me. I've never got the results. Uh, I, I wanted when I was test playing it. I was just like, no, I, I always crash <laughs> into stuff, and it's kind of like, okay, yeah, I guess and that's spin, how it goes. <laughs> that's hilarious. Spin is the same way. Like after you take a hazard token, you can then like shift your car by like up to ninety degrees, and that can be a way to like better orient yourself to like maybe get in the front arc so your uh, hull mounted machine gun can shoot or whatnot mm. but so it results in this like fun yeah risk reward thing you're like you know what i'm doing okay i don't even have to roll these skid dice i can just move forward be fine but it's like you know what like if i really push this if i roll really well maybe i'll get a bunch of uh, shift results and can remove some hazards do some great stuff and then you invariably roll a bunch of the like hazard tokens like oh god everything is everything's wrong but i guess there's a one further rule that you can always choose to pick up any of the dice rolls and roll them again but if you do that you mm -hmm. take another hazard token so you can always just keep pushing it and sometimes it works often it doesn't but it it's really fun when you're just in these bad situations. It's like, well, nothing to lose. And you're all these dice. And sometimes, yeah, you can like skid and spin to like get around something. And yeah. And I also think that's kind of like the goal of the game is to kind of, uh, you know, play wild yeah. and not be like, hmm, do I dare take this? It's kind of like, if you have a chance to do something like cinematic, then you should do it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just really fun. Like the system, like there's lots of additional rules for like campaign stuff and skills and a ton of different weapons from rocket launchers to like pouring oil out of the side of your car and all this stuff. And different cars. You can get like a, you know, basic cars, but you can also get a gyrocopter for some reason yeah you can get like an ice cream that you truck. can fly with and uh like bikes and tanks and shit so there's kind of like a ton of variants i've only played it with like the basic cars because i think that's uh easier to yeah, just you, you know get a hang on yeah but rather than you going for the wild ones yeah even without all that stuff like it's yeah it's just really fun and like i played a few games of it recently one was just actually with three other players we each got like two cars and just sort of drove around shooting at each other ramming into one another and it's just really mm. fun and like after like a couple activations everyone knew what they were doing and all like all three of them were like people that i often play board games with that have essentially never played a miniature game and like they just mm. loved it like picked it up really easily wanted to play it more and i played i guess last week i played another game using one of their core sort of scenarios called death race in which i set up some of my miniature wargaming terrain to set up like a little track a figure eight track 
And mm -hmm. the goal was essentially you have to try to be the first to get through the finish line. But as you're passing through different gates along the track, you can shoot at one another. And like, it was also really fun because you were still doing the kind of combat with each other, trying to wreck one another. But you had this additional goal of trying to be somewhat good at driving these cars. And it obviously resulted in lots of chaos of like spinning when you didn't mean to or like sliding mm. into other cars and like just really fun and very did you use easy uh, did you use the weapon rule yeah we had all of like all the cars like depending on how many people are in the cars they have like handguns but you can also mm. like get other like machine guns and submachine guns and rocket launchers and stuff. So I used a bunch of other weapons and some trucks and cars and performance cars, some of that stuff. And I don't know, the system is very simple and straightforward that even other vehicles like trucks and performance cars and all these things are very easily... Um, added to the game without like you actually really having to memorize new rules so it's just yeah, it really easy look to like, play like they do much differently i guess like you know bikes and helicopters are a bit different but just having the basic ones uh you have more options like going higher gear and more crew, yeah yeah so some like of that. them yeah like the the trucks i think cars can get up to fifth gear so they can use like pretty much all the templates whereas like a truck can only go up to fourth gear and they only can roll two of the handling dice for each mm -hmm. activation so it's a lot harder to game the system and like oh get that skid when you needed it yeah, but yeah like exactly for, and then you have the heavier you are the like slower in most cases yeah, like buses yeah. can only go to like max gear to three mm -hmm. so you're very uh clumsy i guess but like the, I was using like the one performance car, which you can roll four dice each time. And like some, mm. like every once in a while, sometimes it's just like you roll four spins, and it's like ah, oh, it all is lost. <laughs> but other times, like you roll like three shifts and like a spin, and it's just like you feel like, damn, I am such a good driver. Like I can't mm. be stopped, <laughs> and it just yeah, yeah, fun to push that luck. Yeah, definitely, and like uh, I think it's impressive how tight the rule system are that they like managed to i think the rules are a small part of the book actually and yeah it like is. The basic driving rules and then it's just add-on stuff like guns and uh, ice cream trucks and as you said campaign mode and stuff like that so it it's really easy to pick up the main like idea and then you can just tack on Mm -hmm. more shit as you like play yeah, more yeah yeah because there's all the list building stuff that you can do but you don't even really have to do that you could just like each per person takes like two to three cars and just mess around with it and like it it scales well but then it, it's also pretty compelling and fun for multiple players and even with mm -hmm. just one or two cars like i think in general the cars are durable enough that it's not like the first activation you explode or something. <laughs> I mean, I suppose yeah, maybe some of the like really impressive, like the rocket launches and stuff, I guess maybe there's a chance, but I think even that, like, I think they're not so fragile that you're just going to have an awful game. 
Now, probably not. And if you're like using them, you're probably using more like skills and stuff so that you have some uh, ways of avoiding stuff. And I, I think the, um, I didn't really mention this a ton in the beginning, but it's certainly like a post-apocalyptic thing, but it's actually mm -hmm. set on Mars, I believe, in which... I think it's set on Earth, but like the goal is to go to Mars. I'm, but yeah, anyway, like Mars is uh, apparently like terraformed. Yeah, I think it's terraformed and they have these like gladiatorial style games that they have these sort of derby races and things that that's what you are taking place in. But whether you do that or not, because they have some backstory and different, like, I'm going to say, houses or factions mm. that have kind of different special rules. Like, oh, they're better at, like, they have all these, uh, like, arc electric weapons or these ones are good with bikes and performance cars. And so, so there's a lot of potential depth, but, like, you don't really need to do that. You can just bust out a few matchbox cars and roll some dice and laugh about how bad you are at driving yeah. cars i would suggest like getting to know the rules just use basic if you want to use gun just use the handgun mm -hmm. and don't add much more than that i mean i didn't use more than that but on the other hand i kind of wanted more of a like uh, cyberpunk mm -hmm. feel to it that you know they might like akira stuff like that mm -hmm. rather than uh going full on uh, mad max i mean i understand the like appeal of mad max and it's also very easy to convert the cars just you know add some plastic card to them and a lot of like dust and rust mm -hmm. whereas going for this kind of like not dark noirish look takes more skill in getting a yeah. good you know theme for the whole thing but I mean, basically, you can just play with the car straight out of the box and on your, you know, dining table to get nah, to know yeah, the rules. It's, it's true. And yeah, I mean, towards that end, like, it seems somewhat like a small world sort of thing. But as we were kind of going through this, preparing for this, uh, Anna from, like, Gardens of Akate, like, she actually got into Gaslands. No, like, had no that, yeah. nothing to do with us, like, getting back into it but she created a bunch of fun cars that she has on her instagram account and on her blog and she has or her website in the kind of blog section she has a nice little thing talking about how she converted a bunch of her cars essentially like using a dremel to like break the cars apart take like the die cast top off so you can paint it better and maybe add some plastic card stuff and made some really cool little vehicles so like i think even that, you can play the game without really doing anything, getting some cheap cars, but then it has room to grow with all its campaign stuff as well as just doing the miniature thing, converting some stuff, adding some rust, dust. Like, And I think that is fun. And yeah, towards that end too, there's lots of, particularly if you have like a 3D printer, there are a lot of places that have like files for like printing little machine guns and stuff like that that to make kind of the conversion process even easier yeah definitely and like uh also companies actually sell all kind of uh extra parts for it and uh i feel <laughs> i went down this rabbit hole of googling like hot uh -huh. wheel conversions and stuff like that <laughs> just see like what is what do people do? And I had no idea it was like kind of its own scene in a way mm -hmm. where 
people. I mean, some do it really like uh, professional and try to make them super clean, you know, give that whole warnish look to it afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it looks like a, a real car in that sense. And I thought that was kind of fun and interesting to see. I haven't done that much work on my own cars. They're kind of like basic, just scratch them up a bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, especially like Anna's work is just insane. Has this very good dark, like dark wave feel to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I have been meaning to try to get the Dremel out and bust a few apart. Hopefully, I will do that soon. I humorously got um, a Tesla Cybertruck matchbox car that um, okay. it may never exist in in reality but i have one <laughs> in miniature <laughs> form here that uh, i think it could be fun to break it apart and i don't know add some guns or whatever to it and see how poorly it can do in the world of gaslands <laughs> i think that's like a good uh, target to do and check it out a bit to see uh-huh just like what is possible and uh, yeah i mean looking at the cars even here in the rule book they're really nicely done mm-hmm. i wish it wasn't so much like uh mad max dust because i'm kind of like uh not super into that look at the moment but uh, again i fully understand why it is and i think these rules like seeing all this mad max stuff you could even like play you know gorka morka style oh, games yeah. with no, this. i think so if you just like, well, basically, yeah, just use these instead of the rather clumsy Gorka Morka driving rules, and then use whenever your boys jump out, you would use the regular Gorka Morka rules. No, yeah, I think that that could work, and yeah, just fun. And I guess, as we mentioned, like a lot of companies will like sell different upgrade kits and stuff. They also, a lot of different places will just sell nice like acrylic templates so rather than just printing out cutting out the templates they have some nice like laser cut acrylic templates and tokens and stuff that i actually got a set back i think Mm. right around when it was released in 2017 the creator had some of these made specifically for and i got some of them which they don't seem to sell them anymore but there are a ton of other companies that just do the the cutout stuff and like i it was nice because when i had initially played it it was all with the paper ones but the little acrylic ones make it like even nicer certainly not a necessity but Uh, yeah i would say that's kind of uh almost must investment if you're gonna play it regularly because the paper you know tear and uh, get all like scratched and stuff so it's it's you're gonna have to print out again and again and again so mm-hmm. easy to just buy some durable stuff and use that or make your own if you're like put a on. Cra- yeah. crafty person you could probably just put it on some like thicker card stock or whatever but regardless yeah. it's it's not too challenging and there are if you do want to spend a little more money on it it's there but yeah i think i was really impressed with it i Going back to it, it was as easy to learn as I remembered, and I think it still is as relevant now as it's ever been. Like a great game, and something that I would strongly recommend anyone who has even a passing interest in it to check it out. And I think it is honestly a pretty good intro game for like miniature games. It still has some board game like qualities, but then 
has the opportunity to be painting and converting or or not at all so i think that that's neat yeah i fully agree with that like having it like an introduction game to miniatures because you don't uh need to paint that much or like anything basically if you want you can buy one of those uh terrain map uh like a neoprene mat or something yeah something like that and uh, use that and that's kind of fine, you know, you don't have to go the whole, like, hobby route and have a thousand different paints and pencils and shit yeah. to get it looking <laughs> nice. You can just, like, use that, and it's, it's uh, yeah, very, like, pick up. you can pick it up easily in that sense. One of the cooler things I saw, I think it was, like, on Etsy or something, somebody had made this uh, gear stick you know, so that you could actually move it around as you go up and down the gear. Okay, that's that's fun. And they had like different. It was like a whole, you know, small shift board with different stuff there. We could place dice to keep track of everything very nicely and neatly. And I was just, yeah, I'm not going to buy it because I'm not like at the moment. I don't have the time to play that much. But I, I think it was really nice to have the option and like the whole third party business around the game seems very healthy and like a lot of fun options there i i don't know how the like creators feel about it hopefully they're fine with it but it's still cool to see that there is a lot of support for the game in different ways yeah and like looking at their website they have kind of like a blog section and it's still not updated a ton but they on may 22nd of this year and in march they seem like they have a little indie magazine called blaster that they have a couple uh issues of so it still seems pretty like pretty supported and yeah it's just easy to get into so yeah yeah not abandoned where then but that's good yeah that they actually like keep doing i know osprey publishes a lot of games and usually in the like business model of just you know here are rules do what you want with it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we, we're not going to make the miniatures for it. Or at least that's uh, the, like, yeah. the image I got from it. Same with, like, they make this uh, Silver Bayonet game I've been mm-hmm. seeing popping up a lot recently. It seems very popular. We can just use whatever miniatures you have that feel like uh, suitable to your setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so I really recommend the game. It's it's fun. It's good. Yeah. And as we said, it doesn't take much, that much to get going. You can easily first probably from any store. And as long as you can get the hand of the rules somewhere, then you're set to go or at least, you know, try it out. Agreed. I think like most hobby people are still going to at some point want to do you know, more. They want to build some terrain. They want to, you know, customize their cars. and that's perfectly fine and i definitely like seeing people do whatever crazy stuff they do no yeah it's very true but yeah it isn't necessary but it's certainly there so really really cool yeah Yeah, it kind of combines in that sense you know the board game of like here's a box just use the material and then the hobby where you're just like oh you have to paint 100 zombies hooray no yeah a hundred percent yeah but like in a good, a very good way of finding the best balance I think there can be. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess with that, maybe we want to call this to a close. I think we had a nice discussion of the game and yeah, I would encourage people to look into it. 
Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts on the game? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. Just it's worth you know some time to people look into it and just enjoy it. Like yeah, it's it's fun. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I guess like if some listener has some cool Gasland material, like has customized their cars or something, then you know send some pictures to us at twenty eight. We always like seeing it. Or you know tag us on Instagram. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, I think we're like had a really good. Talk. It's maybe a bit shorter than our usual podcast, but perhaps that's like a good thing at times. Yeah, it's probably good. And uh, well, I don't know when we're gonna publish the or like uh, put out the next episode, but hopefully soon. And if any listener have any recommendations for game person you want us to chat with or any other material you want to. We think we could like to take a look at then you know get in touch as usual yeah no certainly but yeah it's been a pleasure talking with you eric and we'll talk again very soon i hope yeah no thanks everybody thank you bye bye